Hey, hey, welcome to Calvary Student Connection. I'm Kason Kelly, and I'm here with my dear friend, Madison Banks. Hey guys, welcome back. To kick us off, we are going to ask each other 10 questions. And we're going to give our answers to those. And you may have seen them on Instagram this past week. These are going to be the same questions. So let's see how you did. So first question for Madison, what was your major? My major was human resource management and a minor in management. Nice. Yeah. My major was animal science, minor in business and minor in ag econ. Ooh, yes. Love business. And what is your job? My current job is a human resources coordinator at Technib FMC. Nice. What about you? I am working for Jackson Cattle Company out near Iredell, and I am the student leader slash intern at Calvary Fellowship Pleasant Hill. Wow. So what are your hobbies? When I have like a lot of time, which I feel like I should have a lot of time right now, I like to craft things. Like I have a have you heard of a silhouette? It's like a cricket. Silhouette. It like okay, cuts out the vinyl. Is. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, okay. So I like to use that. I like to paint um, and then just be with my dog. So <laughs> I don't very, know if being with your dog is a hobby. You're very crafty. Yeah. And you like animals. Yes. Especially Bubba. Yeah, and I like decorating. <laughs> I think okay. decorating my, my like house is probably my favorite thing. Nice. Yeah. So you got some interior decorating in there. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't in HR, I think that's what I would do, honestly. Okay. What about you? What's your hobby? I like shooting three gun and I like fitness, working out and such and just generally being outside. So I love What is three gun? Three gun is a type of shooting sport where you compete with a rifle, pistol and a shotgun and you're scored for time and accuracy. So the fastest uh, marksman, I, I guess, fastest athlete with the best hits mm-hmm. is going to be the winner. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good time. And where do you go and do that? They hold some matches out in Crescent, which is towards Fort Worth from Stephenville, and some in Waxahachie, which is like south of Dallas. So those are the two that I frequent most often. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next question, where were you born? I was born in Carrollton, Texas, which is like Dallas area. And then mm-hmm. I grew up in the colony, Texas. Okay. What about I you? you? I was born in Allen and also grew up in Allen. And <laughs> I just moved to Stephenville for Carrollton. That's why I moved to Stephenville. Yep. I would have never come here. <laughs> I think that is probably the case for at least 90% of the people <laughs> in Stephenville currently. When I first like rolled up to Stephen or Tar- Stephenville, yeah. I was like, well, where's the Ulta, <laughs> the oh, Sephora? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll, and then there's a JC Penney's yeah. back then. So there used to be Sephora's. Well, there is still like Sephora's and JC Penney's. And so I, I walked into ours. <laughs> I was like, it was like this rinky dink JC Penney's, yeah. and I was like, they were like, three oh purses, no. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no, this is <laughs> this yeah. is different. Not what you're used to. Yeah, from, from but I've economy. um, I've gotten used to it. I've transitioned into. The whole country life. <laughs> oh, that's good. You can't beat Bubba in the country. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any siblings? 
I do have siblings. I have two sisters, Caitlin and Braley. They actually joined us on the live the other night. Um, and then my brother, which is Carter. So I'm the oldest. Caitlin is 17. Braley is 12, 13. No, 12. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is 11. Okay. Awesome. I'm so bad with ages. I forget mine. Yeah, I'm you, 22. You're going to have to apologize to them for that. I will. Okay. <laughs> what about you? I have two siblings. I am the oldest, and I have a sister that's a year younger than me, Kayleen, and Chaney is a junior in high school this year. Everyone has brother. C names? Yep. That's so cool. Actually, we are all CDK. No way. Yeah, What's your middle name? Dean. Dean. Yep. Mine's Hope. Hope. MHB. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I actually probably could have guessed that just from Instagram. Okay. That seems to be a, a common username. Yeah. I mean, you got to just differentiate yourself. You got to yeah. throw that little name up there. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good question. What do you wish you knew more about? Um. So what do I wish I knew more about? Um. <laughs> there's a kind lot of... of tough yeah, that's a tough one. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that I don't know about (laughs) um i guess like career wise um just learning more things about hr like to eventually i want to be a business partner hr business partner and so Mm -hmm. learning that would be cool um but yeah i don't know awesome okay (laughs) what about you career oriented yeah i guess yeah (laughs) if i could know more about something it'd probably be biology just Something in biology, Um, probably related to exercise science or like metabolism or something like that. Okay. I've been really interested in that lately. So that is what I would know more about. Next question. What's the best way to start the day? Hmm. There's like the best way that you start the day and the way I start my day is probably different. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because I'm not a morning person at all, which we've already covered that. I'm not. I like roll out of bed and I'm like, oh, where's the coffee? Yeah. (laughs) Which I love waking up to coffee. So that gets me going. That's one of the best ways to start the day if you love coffee is Mm -hmm. just get a cup of coffee. It like fuels your, when you first drink it, it feels like it's like going into your soul. So that's beautiful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you drink coffee, like you understand. I mean, it really penetrates the soul there. (laughs) It's a beautiful moment. Um I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it does sound crazy. So anyway, the way I start my day, usually I'm getting ready <clears throat> for work if it's like in the weekday. Um, so as we mentioned, I just like usually listen to, like a podcast or worship music, trying to like, start thinking about the Lord, start singing about him, um, pray in those moments too. Um, but like on the weekends, I sleep in, of course. <laughs> I try not to sleep in that late, but. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to. Anyway, I still do the same thing. Still get coffee, but I usually have like my quiet time that morning on the weekends. And yeah. so, yeah, that's like because I'm actually awake. So I can really like <laughs> be awake for the Lord at that moment. So okay. what about you? I am a morning person, so I love starting the day. And I'll use, okay, ideal start to the day, roll out of bed. Uh, get some breakfast. That's very important. I love my breakfast. And get a workout in and then do my quiet time. So, Where do you work out? When the rec is open, 
I work out at the Tarleton Rec. And then recently, <laughs> I've been working out in the living room because mm. there's no place to go. <laughs> but that would be my ideal start to the day. And okay. prob- probably going to add another breakfast in there after the workout. Oh, yeah. he's hungry. Okay. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fuel yourself. Right. Okay, I have a question. Yes. What is the furthest you've ever been from home? Ooh. Mm, probably the cruise to Belize. Oh, Belize. Yes. Wow. I think that's the furthest I've been. Was that just like for a vacation? Yes, that was a family vacation. That's cool. I've never been on a cruise before. I want to go on a cruise. They are the best kind of vacations, in my humble opinion. (laughs) In your humble opinion. Me and Amy were actually, or Amy and I were going to book a cruise, Mm -hmm. like, not that long ago. I guess it was like in February, and then we didn't, which I'm glad we didn't, because, you know, (laughs) COVID-19. So, anyway... (laughs) That was that was the Lord watching out for us right there. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm sure we could have got our money back. <clears throat> um, the furthest I've ever been from home is, I think it was vacation too. Yeah. Well, no, I know it was vacation, but I was trying to think of, because <clears throat> we went to Cancun one year and then we went to um, Riviera Maya the okay. other year. I think Cancun's further. I don't know. I hate geography. I mean, yeah, I love yeah. geography, but like the study, it's, tough. <laughs> it's a little bit rough yeah, for me. So anyway... I like Mexico and, um, of course, the beach. So, yeah, that's the furthest I've ever been. Awesome. Are you a beach or mountain person? Boy, definitely a mountain person. Really? I'm not a huge fan of sand. Oh, why not? It gets in there (laughs) and it is disgusting. (laughs) You walk on it, it gets all in your toes and... (laughs) Then when you're trying to put your <clears throat> shoes on, you have sand on your feet, and then you try mm. to wash them off, and yeah. then it doesn't work, and it's very frustrating. So for that reason, and mountains are beautiful. Yeah, I would choose mountains. Yeah, I think I, I think as I've gotten older, I like um, I like the mountains, but nothing to me beats the beach. Like I love yeah. being in the water. I like being tan, and as I've gotten older, I learned how how important it is to put, put sunscreen, sunscreen on. on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that one. Yeah, because I remember one time we went, well, I like to float the river too. Um, I remember one time we floated the river and, you know, like your legs go on the tube. My legs were so sunburned. I think I had some kind of like degree sunburn or something. Cause some kind of degree it, sunburn. It was bad. Okay. So yep. you live and you learn. That's but fine. yeah, the beach would would be my pick. Okay. That's fair. So how would you relax after a hard day of work? Um, okay. So, well, right now it kind of is so different because of the time that we're in right now, but like right now what I've been doing, because it has been a hard days at work, um, I've been taking Bubba for a walk, um, around my neighborhood and I usually listen to like a podcast or worship music and it kind of just gives me like a moment to like not look at a screen Mm -hmm. because I look at a screen all day. Um, and just kind of like breathe the fresh air. So that's nice. And so that usually just relaxes me. And I'm moving my body and not just sitting because yeah. I have to sit all day for work. So yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. What about you? I do not have to sit all day for work. I am moving around constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so when I get home, I like to eat dinner, take a shower and go to bed. Mm. It's very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll try to shoot for for eight o'clock bedtime, but I know 
That's weird. No, it's not weird. It's just different. Uh, I mean, for a 22-year-old <laughs> male, that's kind of weird. But what time do you wake up? I wake up usually between 5 and 6. Yeah, so that's so early. And yeah. So it makes sense. Like, how many hours of sleep is that? It's like 9. Oh, okay. Is that right? I think it's I 9. <laughs> 8, so plus <laughs> 4 is 12. So 5 plus 4? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's nine hours. We're doing math in I'm here. I'm correct. So. <laughs> Maybe I should have wanted to learn more about math, <laughs> <laughs> not just biology. Yeah. So I'm using Excel all day, so I just let the computer do yeah. the math for me. <laughs> plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I gotta That's hit good. them spreadsheets real hard. Um. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. It's okay that you go to bed at eight. I think I usually go to bed at like eleven. Okay. <laughs> I would not do well the next day if I went to bed at 11. <laughs> That's probably why I'm not all. a morning person. So how would you spend the weekend? On an ideal weekend, how would you spend it? Oh, okay. On an ideal weekend? Okay, on a really ideal weekend, really ideal. I would go to Waco to go to Magnolia. <laughs> okay. I love Magnolia so much. I think I want to end up in Waco. I so, mean, like, wherever my husband wants to go, I guess, too, because that answer. matters. Yes, that does matter. <laughs> but, like, I'll be like, hey, do you want to go to Waco? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I really like Waco. I think, um, like, the Magnolia Press, which is the coffee place, mm-hmm. and then just Magnolia, that market area is so beautiful. So, I'm sensing more interior decorating vibes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what you do, the smart way to do it, if you guys are interested, you get all your ideas from there and then you go to home goods or marshall's or hobby lobby when there's a sale and you just do that or you make it yourself mm-hmm. and then yeah it's your own piece Cheaper, so i'm guessing of course yeah it's yeah. so expensive at magnolia yeah yeah but okay. sometimes you just got to send it and get something there so yeah. what about you what's send your it. ideal weekend so <laughs> probably spent shooting and working out that would be ideal or a weekend at home with my family. That'd be fun, too. Okay. that be Yeah. I want to do that, too. That's, that's a good weekend. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll yeah. actually be going home tomorrow. So Oh, really? I'll get to see them. That's yep. good. I went and saw my family last weekend, so that was good. Did they mention any of your podcasting exploits? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> what was the consensus? <laughs> well, they like it. Oh, good. Yeah. They my definitely like too. it. They think that yeah. we're funny. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll leave that one. That's still out for the You jury. can vote on Instagram and tell us if we're funny. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, you may be kidding. <laughs> so that'll wrap up our 10 questions. Now, I do want to get to know you a little bit uh, deeper. Okay. So we're going to go into some <clears throat> probably more serious conversation. So... I'm curious, how different was your life a year ago from today? That's hmm. interesting. What a good question yeah. <laughs> and a deep question. Um, I'm, I was trying to rack my brain and see like where I was a year ago. So last year, it would have been April, obviously, of 2019. Um, so I would have been really close to graduation. I think that I was very stressed out at that point because I knew I had my um, full-time job already 
And it was like, it was contingent on me keeping my job to graduate. So if I didn't graduate in time, I wasn't going to have my job. So that was stressful, you know, all that stress. And then um, renewing my lease. I remember that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I'm not going to live with my roommates anymore. I'm going to live on my own. And so, uh, but I had like this vision that I, what I wanted in my house. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of things that were like, were changing, like transitioning. I knew that was coming. And so I think I was like scared and stressed and like, you know, just kind of confused, like, what am I supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing? And so, um, I remember like, I remember like talking to my parents about it, like just the different things as they would come and they just kept pointing me back to the Lord, um, like to pray about it and ask him to, to just guide me. And so I think that that was, that was a, that season was a big pivotal moment of like just trusting him in the unknown because I didn't know like where I was going to be and if I was going to make it and things like that. So it yeah. was a it was a big it was a different time in life. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Those big decisions are always Yeah. Going up is hard. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So why did you stay in Stephenville? Yeah, so that's a good question. I so like I said, I'm from the city that I came mm-hmm. here and I've been here for four years. So I did college exactly in four years. Um and I didn't think I was gonna stay in Stephenville at all because the place that I was interning, FMC, um, there hadn't been any movement in HR in a long time. And then all of a sudden, like everyone started getting promoted. Like it started with our manager, he got promoted and then and then just a spot opened up for the coordinator role. And like that hadn't happened in like seven years. And I was like, wow. what is happening? How is this like happening? Because nice. I wanted to stay there. I loved my team. Um, but I just was already like, okay, it's like, it's not going to happen. So I'm just mm. going to move back to DFW probably. Um, and so I applied for it after praying about it, of course. Um, and I got it, which was crazy. I was like, <laughs> awesome. it's just big things are happening. And so um, I got the job and I was like, okay, God, like I don't have any family here. Um, I had... I was new to Calvary, so I was starting to make those connections. Um, so that was cool. And I still had like my friend group um, here. A lot of them have like graduated and moved away. But um, so I still had like connections here. I wasn't all alone. Um, but yeah, it was it was still like a big thing. Like, OK, I'm not moving back like where my mom is in the colony area or Dallas area, which is where I thought I was going to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mainly because of my job. And of course, that's just where God wanted me to be was here. Yeah. <laughs> plans change yeah (laughs) my plans change a lot too yeah so what does how did your life look um a year ago a year ago would be like you said april (laughs) 2019 yep so there's that math again (laughs) i'm really good at math tonight i'm usually not this good (laughs) i guess i was a senior at tarleton and i was also trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I ended up graduating in December of 2019. So just a few months ago from when we're recording this. And back in the spring semester, I was looking at doing a couple of different things. I didn't really know where I was going to end up. But one of them was not working for the church. (laughs) So I was kind of wondering whether I wanted to go into some kind of agriculture field, probably with beef cattle, something along those lines, or what? Like, 
what else do you do? I, I didn't know what else there was. So I'm looking at <clears throat> beef cattle jobs and trying to find something to do in December. And just nothing opened up. So I didn't really see any uh, real obvious place that I could go. So I kept my eyes open. And eventually later on in the year, um, I was talking to David and Justin. And I was like, well, you know, I really think that I should be doing something more at the church. So they were very receptive and super helpful in like helping me to find that direction. But since I knew that I wanted to do something of the sorts, uh, they put out a couple of options for me. So this is coming into October, November, like crunch time, right before I graduate. (laughs) And Justin suggested that I go out to California, actually, to Calvary Bible Institute. And that's where his daughter Summer's at right now. And so I looked into that, and that was a major consideration. I'd really considered going out there, but uh, David was like, man, I think that, that you'd learn a lot just staying and interning, too. So there were two contrasting viewpoints and they were contrasting, but also complimentary. Like it was, it was a very good balance of like real world application with the internship and then like going and learning as much as you possibly can at CBI. So I had prayed about it for pretty much as long as I possibly could before (laughs) I had to make a decision. And I made the decision to stay in Stephenville and intern at the church. So that is what I'm doing right now, and I absolutely love it. It has been an absolute blessing to me, and I hope that it has been to someone else too. Uh, But it has been awesome, and I'm so glad that I ended up staying in Stephenville. Yeah. Because I had no intentions of staying in Stephenville. In fact, one day we were eating lunch after church at Fuzzy's with David and a bunch of other kids. And I remember kind of, (laughs) I don't know, it was kind of like nonchalantly. I was like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing when I graduate, but I'm definitely not staying in Stephenville. (laughs) And look (laughs) Little did you know. (laughs) Yeah. So that is a thing. Whenever you like were praying about it and mm-hmm. you felt like God was showing you to stay here, did you still feel like, what if you made the wrong decision? That is a super good question. <laughs> and I have to say no. Well, that's I good. Didn't, I didn't feel like that. Yeah. Because so, I did. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's reasonable to feel that way. It is, I mean... You don't want to step outside of God's will right? if you can help it, but sometimes he does present us with a couple or a few options that are all awesome options, and sometimes it's it's really up to you, like, and you have to use discernment like, when this is the case and when there is one 
option that you really are being called to and being led yeah. to. But sometimes we do have the option and he wants to just pour out blessing to us in whatever path we choose. So I really think that that, that was the case uh, between serving him in California or serving him in Texas. I don't know that there's really a wrong or a right choice. And right. I think I would have learned a bunch at CBI. And I think that would have been an awesome experience. But I've also learned a bunch at Calvary. And it's been an awesome experience. Yeah. So I think that, that there were two options there. And I chose one. And so far... He has been very gracious in my choice. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. I, I say that just because whenever like all that was happening when I was trying to figure out where I was going to live and like if I was going to take this job or not, I think that um like I had prayed for so long that something like this would happen and then it happened and it was like, is this like really happening? Mm-hmm. And then I just kept having those like, well, what if it's not the right decision? What if it's just like what I want? And then yeah. <clears throat> so in those moments, I leaned a lot on like counsel um, like my discipler, Beth, I was asking her to pray for me and, and just having people like speak in life into me, like reassuring me that like God is going to take care of me regardless of, of, you know, what's chosen. Cause I'm seeking his will. Um, and so I think that that was, that was a hard time, but also it, it brought me closer to the, those around me just because they were giving me that sound advice, um, and helping me when I was like, unsure of what to choose and so I overall I'm very glad that I chose to stay in Stephenville chose a job and I and I love my house too so that's awesome yeah (laughs) Yeah. and I would imagine well a couple of your friends from your sorority are still in Stephenville too right yes yeah Yeah, so that's awesome yeah okay finally am (laughs) what finally am (laughs) that's like the short version of it (laughs) is that greek yeah. Oh, we love Sigma. Greek. Oh yeah. Love yeah. love that alphabet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point in your life did you realize that you had a need for Jesus? And where did that lead you? Yeah, that's such a good question. <laughs> um okay, well, I guess I specifically remember like when I realized that I needed Jesus was when I was younger. I remember like being a very worrisome person. Like I had, I had a lot of anxiety when I was like young. Like I remember worrying about mm-hmm. everything all the time. Um, and so I remember <clears throat> like in church and my mom would talk to me about like Jesus and how he could take those burdens from me. Yep. Um, and so as like a, a younger person, I was like, well, yeah, anything to like get relief. Like let's do this. And I yeah. started learning about the Lord and things like that. So that's when I was introduced to him and need, realized I needed him. Um, but th- from then to like my first year of college, like that summer, um, I hadn't really grown very far in my faith at that point. Um, I loved Jesus. Um, I accepted him into my heart, um, but I wasn't fully like living for him. Yeah. Um, and so after uh, my college my first year of college that was a very very hard year for me I felt (laughs) I felt so far like I mean it was horrible I think that was probably um 
I don't think I've ever like experienced depression until like that moment um, my freshman year and it was really the summertime whenever like everything like hit the fan I was like <laughs> okay I'm trying everything nothing's getting better trying everything of the world to like fill me up and, and make me whole and like I was just empty every single time um and just but like it's so funny because it's like I knew that God was there and I knew that it's like you know he has the power to do it but like you're not surrendering everything yeah. that's going on yeah. and so I rededicated my life that summer um to him I was like okay like just like threw my hands up like I I can't do anything else like you're gonna have to fix this because <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't I keep doing stuff and, and nothing's getting better and so that's when I really like changed I feel like um I was like okay everything that I want to do like all those things I know that they're wrong so I'm gonna give them to you and I need you to show me like who to be around where to go like who to hang out with what groups to join um where to start reading in my bible like I had no idea how to do those things um even though I've like always gone to church but it was not truly like I didn't do like Awanas I wasn't in all that kind of stuff when I was younger I went to church but I went to the big church I didn't really go to like the youth and stuff um so I didn't I missed out on a lot of that stuff um and so I kind of had to learn it like later in life um but I mean that's just part of my testimony everyone's story is different and so um that's when I started getting really close to the Lord. And like, I realized I always wanted to be in a sorority. And so I joined one my freshman year and that did not work out. And so I joined Phylam and that was actually a big part of my like changing who I was and like getting closer to the Lord. Cause I knew I needed those like Christian women around me that were going to lead me closer to the Lord. Um, and so that's what I found and that's like where I found my best friends. Um, and the ones that are able to like tell me when, when things are wrong, like giving that sound advice and things like that, um, and hold me accountable. Um, the ones that you can be like the most vulnerable with and and share those, those struggles with too. And so I found those friends. Um, I changed, I've heard like a podcast before and he says like, change your, your playground and your playmates. (laughs) And so that's, that's kind of what I did. Like I just, I changed where I was going. I realized that you can have fun doing other things and you don't, you know, have to wait, do the ways of the world. Like it can be different than that. Um, and I remember like I started going to, um, a college ministry paradigm really towards the end of my freshman year. And like, I could just see like all the joy in their hearts, like when they were worshiping the Lord. And I was like, I was so, I was in so much pain and I was like, I want that so bad. Like, why are they so happy? Like I can see it. Um, and so I wanted that and I knew that I knew how to get it, but it's like just doing it and like surrendering your life and and allowing God to do that for you. That's like the biggest step. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's when all that happened. Um, and yeah, so just finding those friends and then, yeah, just starting like going from there, like just like surrendering everything. And then that's when I just started like asking the Lord for help with everything. Like, what do I take for my next classes? Like, who do I hang out with? Um, where am I going to go? Like, where's my internship going to be? Things like that. Like my decision started being based off of God's will rather than what I wanted to do. That is awesome. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about you. <laughs> well, surprisingly, it is actually very similar. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are awesome and I love them dearly. So, hey, mom, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, um, my family has always been awesome to me and I can't thank them enough. But um, I grew up in First Baptist Allen, 
So a pretty decent sized church in Allen up near Dallas. And so I had, I had been involved with those children's groups, youth camps, youth groups, all of that, all through middle school, high school. And it was, uh, it was not my favorite thing to do to go to those things, especially like a youth camp, ironically enough. (laughs) Uh, I'm very introverted, so I didn't like it when they made me participate, you know? Mm -hmm. And the the loud concert like worship is not not really it wasn't my thing like i i just didn't enjoy it like other kids did and so i kind of built up i guess a little bit of resentment for it i just didn't enjoy it but i had to do it so it was kind of a weird dynamic but but growing up, um, my parents kept me in that scene, so the word was constantly being spoken into my life, and that was that's awesome. I mean, looking back, there is no replacement for that. That it's necessary, and uh, through high school, I was a good kid. Like, I got good grades. I didn't really cause any trouble but um there wasn't that passion that fire and then going from high school to college was a mess i mean seriously a mess and looking back on it i don't know how i made it through that year honestly um yeah it was tough but i had really looking back falling away from my faith in in my freshman year of college and it wasn't wasn't like i renounced my faith or anything i wasn't angry at the lord i none of that i just didn't actively pursue so if you're not getting closer you're automatically going to be getting further yeah that's just how it works uh, that's the law of entropy, the second law of thermodynamics. So everything is going downhill. Um, so you have to put energy into something if you're going to get better at it and get closer to the Lord. So I was not doing that. I had backslidden crazy. But um, I came to a breaking point, And like you, I decided that something necessarily had to change and i knew what it was that had to change like there's no question when you know you know Mm -hmm. but um, i finally came to that point and i remember uh it was one of the most emotional times of my life and i was taking a shower and i was crying and just asking to be redirected i i knew that something had to change and i wanted it to be right now i didn't want to start tomorrow i wanted it to be right now so i rededicated my life to christ uh that was my sophomore year of college 
And um, I started really looking for a a new church home because I had looked my freshman year and couldn't find anything that I actually like could get into that was truly teaching the word. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of my frustration my freshman year. I just couldn't find that. So um, <clears throat> I suppose it was my sophomore year that a good friend of mine invited me to Calvary. And I came, and I didn't really know what to expect, what to expect, and I didn't really know what Calvary was all about. And I came, and Justin just preached the word, and I was like, "This is my place." I, I could not see myself anywhere but here. So I kept coming, and that was definitely one of the defining moments that spurred me on towards Christ. And, uh, yeah, just the word being taught in my life, that was, that's really the most powerful thing that there is. Yeah. Um, It is so, so alive today. And it's crazy looking back on a, thousands of years old document that mm-hmm. is still affecting people's lives in, so relevant. in profound ways. Yeah. So I start coming to Calvary and make a bunch of friends. I start going to the college nights at David and Brenda's house. And David is awesome at making you feel welcome. And so I just, I felt at home there which is ironic to say that now because I'm living with them. So it is my home. <laughs> but Literally. Literally. But it was awesome. And they made me feel welcome and felt like I fit in, even though I was the only guy for the three years that I've been here. <laughs> so, no, but it was good. And I learned a lot from David and still am. But... That's kind of that's how I how I got here, I guess. <laughs> Powerful and crazy. It is pretty similar, which is wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. You just never know someone's story or testimony until you hear it. Well, yeah, and it seems like there's a common theme with a lot of testimonies and that is where you find the breaking point. Yeah. So even looking back on Saul's life, this is Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament that later would become the Apostle Paul that wrote most of the New Testament. You look back on his life, and he was persecuting the church harshly. He even described himself as a ravenous animal tearing at the church. Wow. So he was going around killing Christians, and he was at his most malicious, right before he accepted Christ. So, I mean, that kind of speaks <laughs> speaks volumes that mm-hmm. you kind of need that break to see you know, what you're actually missing. And it is interesting also to 
see the bondage of those who are not in Christ. And we see that spoken of all throughout Scripture. Yeah. And and truly, every man serves a master. And that master is what you choose it to be. And even people say, oh, no, no, no. I'm my own master. I don't, I don't serve anyone. Like, I'm free. That's what they'll say. I'm free. But they're not free. They work for themselves. They serve themselves. Their own flesh is their master. And so when you come into that union with Christ, you set him on the throne of your life. Yeah. And that is the master that I want to serve. I don't want to serve myself because I'm disgusting. You know, I want to serve the creator, the one who thought me up, created me, and now sustains me. That's who I want to serve. So, I don't know. Just some thoughts. <laughs> Those are powerful thoughts. Well, it's So true. good. It's so true. good, though. Yeah, it's it's all about surrendering. And, yeah. and making that choice to do that and like your life will change 100 mm-hmm. percent, no doubt like go all in yeah all in yep so turning the corner <laughs> turn I have, that corner i have one more question for you okay I, let's make that two i've got two more questions what have you only recently formed an opinion about that's a tough one. That is a tough one, yep. yeah. <laughs> That's such a tough one. I feel like maybe you should answer it okay. first. <laughs> boomerang. I <laughs> just got to hit that boomerang. <laughs> okay. Um, I have recently formed an opinion <laughs> on the efficacy of creatine used as a supplement to stimulate muscle growth. Okay. Just recently. I hadn't even looked into it before recently, so that's what I've formed an opinion on. What is your opinion of it, though? I think that it is is plausible that creatine does promote muscle growth. Yeah. Oh. So when you're doing short aerobic exercises, Mm -hmm. like lifting weights, like doing a heavy triple or something on a bench press, uh, your energy has to come from somewhere to perform that movement. So um, creatine is actually produced naturally in your body and is stored in your muscles as phosphocreatine. And that phosphocreatine can be recruited to create ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and then the ATP is used, broken off into ADP and a phosphate group, and that actually produces energy to fuel your exercise so all the creatine does really is it puts more creatine in your muscle to be available to be turned into phosphocreatine and then atp so you get basically more energy power from your muscles so that's my newly formed opinion (laughs) for what it's worth wow yeah. I always feel like I'm, I learned from you. Oh, good. <laughs> Especially about science. <laughs> Actually, ATP, I remember mm. that. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I remember that from, from, from science class. Probably learned the, 
glucose pathway. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I was, I took anatomy. I, mm-hmm. That was the science class I really liked. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because we learned about all the systems. Yes. And then also we built this knee, like me and my partner, we built a knee. Oh. And the teacher loved it so much. <laughs> Coach Callis, he was so cool. Um, that he like had it as like the example. Nice. So we did like the meniscus and the, what is the other thing that's inside Patella? of there? No, it's like another uh, ligament or something. ACL, meniscus MCL. yeah it's like in there it's whatever connects the two okay so yeah we had like know. all that all the muscles yeah the kneecap yeah and then we had like wood as a bone it was so beautiful nice yeah that's cool that was like my science nest okay. there <laughs> i want to see a picture of that when we're done yeah i'll have to find okay. it i'm sure it's somewhere <laughs> i was very proud of it yeah so what's something that you have recently formed an opinion about Okay. At first I was thinking like something that I've learned recently, but mm-hmm. something that I've formed an opinion about. Um, I think that um, I would say it's pro- probably like about the church because mm-hmm. like I've, like I was talking about in my testimony, like I went to church, but I was never like part of it or like the yeah. administration part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's like, it's so different, like just being like, just going to church versus like, being a part of like the, the staff, I guess, like mm-hmm. doing that part of it. And I think that that has been such a cool way to connect with other people in the church. And it's ultimately, it's bringing um, like new experiences, um, new challenges, different things like that, testing your faith in different ways. And so I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. being part of the church in this way now. And so, um, it's just a new opinion that I have about the church that I never had before. Yeah. So yeah, it is a different way to see things. It is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very neat. Okay. All right. Another tough one. (laughs) You got all the tough ones. Are you ready? (laughs) Here we go. How do you deal with stress? Yeah. Just cry. Yes. I'm just kidding. Oh, No, <laughs> not what I was looking for. Um, what I have learned as I've gotten older is because <laughs> I feel like, you know, well, you get older every single day. Um, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for one is calling out the emotion whenever you're feeling stressful or stressed. I used to kind of just like ignore it almost, mm. but like it was obviously there. And then I would like allow my emotions to like lash out and be the reflection of the stress that was inside of me. Um, and so now like when I feel it, I'm like, oh, there it is. That's stress right there. Yeah. I feel it. And it's, it, it's, I don't like it. Um, yeah. And so <clears throat> whenever I start to feel stress, which I think it's, there's always going to be, I think always some kind of stress in your life. So I think it's all in the way that you deal with it, which is why it's such a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, but calling it out and then, like we are talking about just surrendering it to God. So like practical ways are as soon as I start to feel that, which stress for me is typically accompanied with anxiety. Um, cause it's like being fearful is typically why I'm being stressed. Um, and so that is just me like praying, like right in that moment, like whatever I'm doing, I've got to stop and I've got to, I've got to pray. Even if it's just like a quick prayer, um, I've got to like address it with the Lord and ask him to like, I need relief. Yeah. So having that conversation with him, I think is so good. Um, and then if it has to do with work or something like that, whenever I'm off work, just like allowing my mind to like, to take my mind off of that 
Um, if I need to shut my phone off or something like that, take the distractions out of whatever it is. If I need to like go for a walk or listen to a podcast or something and not, um, just distract myself with maybe like social media or something. Cause that typically I feel like is not the best way to deal with stress, which is probably typically like the most, the, the best way that you want yeah. to do it. Like it's not the, the best way. Reaction. Yeah. Like you yeah. just like, okay, I just want to like not think about it. Yep. I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to watch something on Netflix or, you know, whatever your, your vice is. But I think addressing it and like laying it at God's feet and having that time with him to talk about it or read scripture, um, that lifts you up about it, like that is going to help you. And then maybe you can watch Netflix later. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of how I deal with stress. I couldn't really say that better. <laughs> so yeah, just lay it at the foot of the cross. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah. But sometimes my analytical side takes over and I start analyzing things. Mm. So if I'm super stressed out, I say like, okay, what is causing this stress stimulus? Okay. So say it's some homework that I haven't done yet. Well, I'll say, okay, well, this homework that's due in a week is stressing me out right now. So what am I going to do about that? Well, I'm going to work on the homework to take away that stress stimulus. So I work on the homework and then the stress kind of takes care of itself. Because if you can identify it and then remove it, then that seems to work. Yeah. But you can't always do that. And obviously that's that's kind of my flesh taking over. So I try not to do that always. But it it can be helpful sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of like sometimes whenever you get stressed and then like you overcome mm -hmm. it and then you're like, okay, I'm good. And then something else happened. You're like, oh my gosh, again, like something yeah. else. And it's just yeah. like... No, like there's always going to be something, but it's yeah. the way that you deal with it that is going to be the good outcome, the mm -hmm. positive or negative outcome. And so um, also I think like staying positive because I think it's so easy for us to like get into like a dark hole and just mm -hmm. start thinking about really negative things whenever we're stressed. Yeah. Like, oh, just, like the world's going to end. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, you know, just the negative oh. things. The horror, <laughs> you know, your mind could go there. Yeah. Um, But like captivating your thoughts, mm -hmm. I think is so important when you're stressed yes. and like like I said, calling it out and just like choosing to think about the things that are of Christ and yep. those things. I mean, that automatically is going to help your mood and like improve yes. how you're feeling. Yes. So Philippians four, I believe it is, talks about the, the psyche, like the mind of Christ. So that is actually the context in which Philippians 413 is in. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's talking about taking thoughts captive. <laughs> so it is often taken out of context, but that if my memory is serving me correctly, I, I think that's the true context of that verse. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just some free information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, guys and gals, I hope that you've enjoyed this and I hope that you've learned something or at least gotten a laugh out of it. <laughs> so with that, we are going to wrap up. Uh, Please stay connected with us on Instagram. Our at is cfph underscore students. Keep in touch with us there and send us any questions you may have. And we look forward to seeing you when we all get back to church. Bye. See ya.